people are just controversial. Uncle Fred is trying to become one of them. Okay. But I'll forgive him. Second Timothy 4, 1 to 5. Second Timothy chapter 4, 1 to 5. We are talking about making foolproof of your ministry. Hallelujah. Making foolproof of your ministry. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at, at his appearance and his kingdom. <clears throat> Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering. Teaching, teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they, are, they have itching years, they will heap for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure affliction. Somebody say endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Somebody say, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Okay. They say the old English for fulfilling your ministry is make full proof of your ministry. Hallelujah. Making full proof of your ministry. Everybody has a ministry. I started last week by saying that everybody has a ministry. How many believe that? Everybody has a ministry. We read Ephesians 4, 11. It said that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. The saints are going to be equipped by the apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors for the work. The work of ministry is to be done by the saints. Hallelujah. So the saints are the ones engaged in the ministry. Amen. You have a ministry. We read also that the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, isn't it 2 Corinthians? Sorry? 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation, which means that Jesus has given us a job. Jesus has given us. The word ministry is the same as work or service, servitude, ministry. He's given us a job. He's given us a ministry, so all of us are ministers. The word minister means servant. He's given us a service for us to serve. We all don't serve in the same capacity. We all serve in various and different capacities. Jesus told the story of the, the, the householder who had servants, and he gave one uh, five talents, one three, and the other one, according to their several abilities, which means that we all don't have the same abilities, but we all do serve. Are you with me? We all can serve. 
My ability may be different from yours, but it doesn't make me more important than you. Are you with me? Whatever the ability is, some of us, all our ability is to smile. That's all. That's all. But God has given you that ability. And with that smile, you make the, the, the house of God very warm and very welcoming so that everybody wants to be part of the place because of your smile. It's a ministry on its own. Are you with me? It draws men to Christ. Hallelujah. If we came to church and we didn't have people like Alfred to excite us, it would be very boring. Are you with me? So, we need all the various temperaments and the various people to, to make the house of God lively and nice. Are you with me? But all of us have to give an account of our servitude. Are you with me? All of us have to give, remember the story of, the, of, 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 of that, that parable we were just talking about. And when the householder came, he called all his servants and he said that, come and give account of your service, what you have used the talent for. And one came and said that, you gave me five. With the five, I have gained five more. So he said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little things. Now I'm going to put you and make you ruler over many things. Then the other one came. He says that you gave me two. I made two more. Well done. That good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a little few. Now I'm going to put you in charge of many. So the, the one who had five and the one who had two, their results or their rewards are the same, isn't it? Because you are now going to be in charge of many. Many is the same as many. Hallelujah. Uh, are you getting it? Then the one who had one, he said, I knew you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sold. So I kept your talent. I hid it. Here, this is yours. Take it. Same as you gave me. Which meant that that, that servant did not make full proof of his ministry. He did not fulfill his ministry. So the householder described him as wicked servant. I pray that God will not describe any of us as wicked servants. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. None of us will be described as wicked servants because we are going to make full proof of our ministry. And so with that we said let us look at how we can you know energize ourselves, ginger ourselves so that we make full proof and maximize the, 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 the servitude of the ministry that God has given us. The abilities that we have. What can we do to, to enhance it? What can we do to make it you know, come alive? What can we do to make it profitable? So we started looking at how to make our ministry worth its sort or become fulfilled. So I said, the first thing you can do is the mystery of availability. Somebody said the mystery of availability. It's a mystery because you cannot easily see it. How many know that the things of the kingdom are mysterious? 
the things of God are mysterious. You know, for instance, it says give and it shall be given to you. If you want more, give. But uh, you and I know that if you want more, you keep what you have and add on to it. That is how you become rich, isn't it? But in the things of God, it says, it says that the liberal soul shall be made fat. The one who gives, receives. The one that withholds more than necessary becomes poor. It's a mystery. Are you with me? That is why a lot of people don't believe the Bible. That is why a lot of people find the Bible so difficult. Because the things in the, in the kingdom, the things of, of it, doesn't, it defies logic. In 1 Corinthians 1, it says that, For God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And he's taking the base of the things of this world. To, to bring to naught the things that are. So that the wisdom of the world becomes foolishness. Are you with me? Because what we, we classify as good common sense doesn't make good common sense in the kingdom. Are you with me? So if we talk about availability, mystery of availability. For instance, he says that uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all other things shall be added to you. If I was looking for money, I was looking for wealth and prosperity, I'm going to get an extra job. I'm going to go and do an MBA. I'll add PhD to my nomenclatures. Isn't that that what we'll do? I mean, that is the wisdom of the world. That's what we do. You know, I'll get get a few more... so I get a few more you know, business contacts, do some more businesses, make myself more busy. But he says that no, if you seek the things of God first, then all other things will be added to you. And then he goes on to say that for the things that you are looking for, the whole world is looking for it. But your father in heaven knows that you have need of it. He knows you need them, but you seek first the kingdom. How many agree with me? It doesn't make sense. It's mysterious. It doesn't make sense. The the things of the kingdom is mysterious. So when I say the mystery of availability, I'm trying to say that if you are available, you fulfill your ministry. And it doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. But I tried to break it down. And I said that the reason why when you are available, it, it, makes, it, it makes you able to fulfill your ministry. Is that availability, number one, gives you experience, which is not written. How many know that there are a lot of things in the Bible, or a lot of things that Jesus did was not written in the Bible? The Bible says that, and the things that Jesus did, if we were to write all of them, not all the pages of this world can contain them. So they did not write all. In, in, in Acts chapter 1 verse 1, uh, uh, Luke talking said that, and the former treatise, O Theophilus, I have made account, O Theophilus, that Jesus, of what all that Jesus began both what? To do and to teach, which meant that he did some things and taught some things. Some things are done, some things are taught. 
And how many know that if you come near any good teacher, you come near any good person, you realize that they do some things, but what they do, they don't say, they don't teach it. Some people, they live by principles, certain principles. They don't teach those principles. You see it only when you are close. Hallelujah. So when you are far, you miss out. I gave you the examples of the sons of the prophets in 1 Kings 19. They said, do you not know that the Lord will take your, your master away from you? And Elisha said, hold your peace. I know. Then they kept saying, from Bethel to uh, Gilgal, from Gilgal to uh, all the places, Jordan and all the places, the sons of the prophets were standing afar off. Most Christians like to stand afar off. How many understand what I just said? Most of us like to become observers. We observe from afar. We don't want to wet our feet with work. We like to see and comment and criticize. If you go to church, any church, or you go to any gathering, you see a lot of people who are always, and they, and they're always watching and look, point, pointing holes and making uh, observations, you know that you are with the sons of the prophets. And they don't achieve much. Hallelujah. Sons of the prophets don't achieve much. We talked about how Elisha asked Elijah that I need a double portion of the anointing, the spirit of God on you. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you can be available until I'm taken away from you, then your, your heart's desire will be yours. If only you can be available till I'm taken. I give you another example of uh, Acts 4.13 when uh, uh, Peter and John went and healed the man at the, at the beautiful gates. And the people were, were looked at the boldness of Peter and John. They perceived that these were uneducated, unskillful, unlearned men. And they marveled but took notice or realized that they had been with the Lord. They had been with Jesus. They were just available. When they were with Jesus, what were they doing? Were they having committee meetings? Were they having, you know, uh, bilateral trade uh, agreements? Were they having uh, policy meetings? No. He says, gather the, 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 the cramps, put them in baskets, and hit them, we'll eat them. Go and pick something. Go and, that's what he was doing. You see, when people are available, they look idle. You remember I gave you the, the definition of availability. Let me, let me go back to it. So, what did I say? The, uh, the quality of being able to be used or obtained. The state of being otherwise unoccupied. The freedom to do something, accessibility, being informal. A lot of people like to be formal. I mean, as a pastor, if I'm working with you and I feel that you are very formal, I bypass you. Oh, if you want to have a meeting with me, you have to send me a reminder or send me a text. I mean, 
you know, send me a memo to say that you need to have a meeting. Hey, memo. We don't do memo here. <laughs> you, you, you get it? Means you are not available. Give me a week's notice. Because, you see, I'm a busy man. You're a busy man. And I give another example, Jehoshaphat. Remember 2 Kings 3, 11, when Jehoshaphat was saying that is there not a prophet in the land that we can ask, inquire of? And, and they said to him that there is nobody here who is a real prophet. If you are talking about prophet, we don't really have a prophet here. But we have some guy. Someone say we have a guy. This guy, all we know about him is that he was a servant of the prophet, the prophet Elijah, who is gone. He poured water on his hands. Jehoshaphat, being a very experienced man of God, knew that if he was a servant of Elijah and poured water on his hands, the word of God would be in his mouth. He has the word. He said, go and bring him. The word of God is surely in his mouth. Hallelujah. The word of God is in his mouth. Why? Because... He was available all the time. And when you are available, the spirit and anointing is transferable to you. Amen. It means you can catch the anointing. And I said to you, availability brings experience. You know, a lot of people want to, want to go into ministry, want to go into becoming a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, whatever, will say that, let me go to the Bible school. I had a, I had a, 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 somebody in this church that I was working with. And then he, at a point, he's like, he felt, he wanted to become a pastor, but he wanted me to make him a pastor overnight. All I said to him is, come, just come, sit around. What I was trying to teach him was that be available and learn to gain experience. But he could not wait. So rather he went to Bible school. I'm not criticizing Bible school. But Bible school is good. Bible school will teach you theory. But you see, when you really want to do things, you don't need <laughs> theory, theory that, you know, doctors, doctors, they, they, they learn for seven years, right? To gain MH, what do you call their, their uh, qualification? MH, MHIB, something, something, something. They, they gain that paper. But when you, after you've gained the qualification, now they call you a doctor. You have to go and do something called housemanship. That is be in the hospital. Be available. When you're a housemanship, you're not really a doctor. They can let you clean. They can let, let you uh, take somebody's uh, blood pressure. You are just like a nurse. But you're a houseman. You are just there to observe. Then you want to go into theater to operate. They will say that after you've done all the housemanship and you've done the theory of uh, surgery, 
you have to now go into the theater, you observe one, you help one, and then you do one under sub submission. Are you with me? Before they, they will give you a license to touch any human being. Are you with me? But in the church, I have a qualification. Let me go open a church. Clap, clap. I'm anointed. Come. It doesn't work like that. Because you see, when you are available, you have the benefit of my 20-year ministerial experience. Are you with me? I've been doing this thing near enough 20 years. Are you with me? So you have that, the benefit of that experience. To, to what does he do in crisis time? What does he do when there is difficulty? What does he do? What, you know, to the point that you can say that if my pastor was here, he would have said this. If my pastor was here, he would have done this. If my pastor was here, he would have done that. And said the decision you take is exactly what your pastor would have taken if he was in, then you know you have learned one, observed one, helped with one, and now you are doing one. See, I, I, I'm afraid of anybody who is so hungry for anointing. They go into the mountains for, for days, weeks. Go and pray, go and pray, go and pray. Say, now they are anointed and they come. Yeah, they have the spirit. True. They have the power. True. But they don't have the ability to administer the spirit and the power they have. So they end up causing a lot of harm. A lot of havoc. They kill a lot of people without realizing that they are killing. You punch at the person, the person is dying. Oh, sorry. When the person is Hallelujah. But in this day and age, that's what's happening, isn't it? Because nobody wants to be called somebody's son. You want to be like Elijah, just appeared. Be afraid of Elijah, supernatural Elijah who just appear. You know, when you go, you see any man of God is doing something, ask him, who is your father? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out the address. Yeah, find out the address, where they are coming from. If they don't have an address, they don't have a father, a reference point, be afraid of them. Even Jesus had a reference point. Am I talking to somebody? When you are available, number two, availability will make you catch the anointing. You gain a deeper understanding of things. You become a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, an anointed mi um, uh, minister, whether music, song, healing, whatever it is. When you have learned at the feet of somebody, I told you, some people say, well, I'm like Paul. I just came. I came later than everybody, but I'm doing great things. Do you think Paul just arrived? Paul was working with somebody had a spiritual father. 
before he came. Who is your father? I'm asking, who is your spiritual father? Any time you step into ministry, the world will ask you, from where comest thou? And who is your father? Yeah. Because we want to know. If, we don't, if you don't have a father, we are afraid of you. So I've just come from Bible school. I'm qualified. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm by whose feet have you served? Where do you derive your authority from? The sad thing about this modern day and age we live in is with the advent of internet and live streams and uh, YouTube and all those type of things, we have the benefit of very, very powerful anointed preachers preaching to us all the time. Are you with me? So sometimes we compare notes with our pastor, you know, like a great man of God, and we compare to our pastor. Our pastor is not as powerful as this great man of God. So as for me, I'm going to follow that great man of God. But what you are following is only his message. But the message he, he lives, that is not preached. You don't get it. The anointing that he carries you don't get it. You don't get it as much. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? You know, you can't just go and say, oh, I watch Benny Hinn, so I want to catch Benny Hinn's anointing. No, 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 you are mistaken. It's like, I want to connect to power. So I'm going to connect to the national grid. So I'm taking my mobile phone and I'm going all the way to the national grid because this type of sockets here they don't look very powerful you understand i want to see the the beams you know those the the pylons the other day i went with kiran past the the substation in, in kerchstor when you get near the gate you hear certain bars and the place is closed no human being is around that area you know even that that Mm, and that, that aura around it makes you think that there's power here. You, how many understand? Pa, pa, power here. You know that there is power here. It's not the same. You don't hear mm, on this thing. You know, so you take your phone. You take your phone. You are going to go and charge by the pylon. You become chagrin. Your phone might never be charged, but you yourself will become chagrin. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, somebody said something that the, the mistake that Saul made, Saul would have become one of the greatest kings. He had all the ingredients to become a great king of Israel. But the mistake that Saul did was he despised his Samuel. 
David don't use his Samuel the way he needed to use him. He did not relate well with Samuel. And so the kingdom was taken away from him. He lost the kingdom just because he did not relate well with his the one who was supposed to guide him. The one who was supposed to, you see, never mind that you have a ministry and you are doing well. Never neglect your Samuel. Never ever neglect your Samuel. Always be humble and be a child in the eyes of Samuel and you'll do well. Hallelujah. How many understood what I just said? Because Samuel was doing the job before Saul came. How many know that Samuel was a judge of the whole of Israel? There were no kings. And when Samuel came, uh, when Saul came, he gave the kingdom and the authority to Saul and anointed him. If I were Saul, any decision I need to take, I'll consult Samuel. Because he's been there. He knows the pitfalls. He knows how not to do things. He knows, you know, I was having a chat with uh, our pastor in South Africa. And he said something. This was just the night. <laughs> you see, when you were saying this thing, I did not see the wisdom in what you were saying. I thought you didn't want me, my ministry to do well. And so I disobeyed. But when it came to a head and everything crashed, then I decided to obey him. Yes, what I feared happened initially, but now what you said has come to pass. You know, we used to gather people and then he would drive like two or three buses to bring people to church. And the church looked very, very powerful. A lot of people, a lot of people. Meanwhile, the same small income we have is the same income he's using to hire buses to bring people. So after church, they go. He feels very good and he feels like he's preached. He's a very pastor of a big church. I told him, I told him, stop the buses. If you stop the buses, you will lose more than half of the congregation. But it's okay. Lose them. Because they are never yours in the first place. If I have to pour powder on you, pay for your transport, bring you, comb your hair for you, iron your, your shirt for you before I... I bring you to come and sit down and preach to you. Then you are not my church member and take you home. Do I pay for you to go to work? <laughs> eh? Do I bus you to work and bus you back home? When you are going shopping, do I bus you and bus you back? <laughs> so when he stopped, the, the congregation halved and he felt shepherd. Very, very 
they call the church member, oh, I don't come these days because there's no bus. Hey, I don't come these days. There's no bus. Hey, I don't come these days. But one by one, they, he's gained more members who are more solid, who are there, who are available and committed, who go on evangelism, who come, whatever time you call them, they are there. Because there's a difference between a stem of a tree and branches. When the branch looks a lot, it hides the real size of the tree. It makes the, the slim tree like stem like this. You see a lot of branches, just it's a big tree. It's not. When the wind, a little wind blow, it will carry the whole tree with the branches away. But when you feed the stem and the stem becomes big, it may not have a lot of leaves. But when the, the wind comes and goes, it is still there. That's the benefit of experience. Hallelujah. He had to learn the hard way. Yeah. His money got finished and the people left him. <laughs> Amen. So, number three. If you are not available, you become theoretical. Amen. You will not have experience. Number four. If God is always looking for available people, not necessarily skillful people. In Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. Also I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, who will I send and who will go? Then said I, here am I, send me. Are you you getting it? Who will I send? Who will go? He did not say that who is the most qualified. He did not say who is the most skillful. He did not say that who is the most anointed. God is not looking for anointed people. God is not looking for skillful people. God is looking for available people. I mean, personally, personally. I'm not impressed by skillful people. But people come. I'm anointed. Why is someone blessed? I remember once in a church, this guy came and he said to me, You see, Pastor, he, had, he just came. Um, we were doing church. He said, Pastor, I. I'm one of the people who, who uh, led Eastwood Anaba to Christ. And I've come to join him. So he talked, he talked. My wife was going to the kitchen to go and get, uh, what do you call it, drink to come and serve him. By the time my wife came with the tray to the, the, the living room, the man was gone. My wife said, where is he? We saw him crossing the the, the the pack. I said, see my dog. I said, have you seen this dog? Don't let it hit you as you're going out. And I was like, oh. I said, have you seen this dog? Don't let it hit you as you're going out. He said, oh, I'm coming to this door. <laughs> I 
Shomia, man of God, amen. The door hit you way out. My wife was coming the train. Where is he? I said, look at him. As he was going, he was looking back. <laughs> Hoping that we will call him back. He kept going like that. That was the last day we saw him. He never came back. Yeah. You don't come and intimidate me with your... Who do you think you are? All this way, where have you been? I see you are coming to show your, your powers. <laughs> I'm a powerful man of God. See, if you listen to me, the church will grow very quickly in no time. Say, have you seen it here? God is not interested skillful people. He wants available people. I like available people rather than skillful people. Oh, I'm a skillful musician. And I don't, when I'm looking for you, I can't find you. I look for the one that kong, 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 but it's always there. That is the one I want. Yeah, because with that one, as time goes on, he will get better. He will be more anointed. We don't want people unless they can't find him. Are you learning something? Learn to be available. You see, when you are available, it looks like you are not you are not busy. It looks like you don't have aim. Are you being? It looks like you are not a, an important person. It looks like you don't have any other thing that takes your time. You are just a hanger on. But in the realm of the spirit, those are the people who are anointed, not the people who are busy. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Be available. We are praying. Pray. We are going to evangelism. Go. We are we are fasting. Fast. We are we are learning. Learn. Whatever we are doing, we are playing. Play. Whatever we are doing, join in. He's available. He's he's learning how to preach. Amen. Don't allow your job to be a stumbling block to becoming anointed. Don't allow your profession to get in the way. Don't allow anything. In, in uh, Romans 8, say, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall distress, famine, persecution, Number two, that's the number two of availability is number one. Number two is, we are talking about how to make full proof of your ministry, isn't it? Number two, my time is, oh, I have a little bit more time. Okay, number two is moral character. You would have thought that you are talking about anointing, so you talk about how much you can, uh, time you can spend in prayer. You know, how much of the word you know. 
Isn't that how anointed, you know, how, what is your prayer accent like? How, how, how many know that there are prayer accents? You know, back in the day when you come around and want to feel you and know what your, 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 your temperature, how warm you are, we listen to your prayer accent. Spiritual, he's a colossus, spiritual colossus. No, the one come. Our, our father, in the name of Jesus, my friend, you can't close us in prayer. We just find some heavy weight to close us. So you see, when you our father in the name of when you finish praying in the name of Jesus, Amen. Then the whole place is quiet. Nobody says Amen. We are waiting for. A colossus to close us. So yeah. In the name of Jesus. And they pray. Now we can go home. <laughs> we don't want any paperweight to, to close us. We don't know whether we'll meet an accident on the way. <laughs> we don't want that. You know, but all those things don't mean anything. You know, some of these people who are praying, Coloss- they, they, they don't go to church anymore. Some of them to go to church, they are not, they are not active. They sit at the back and they say, oh, we used to do this type of things. What will keep the anointing going is your moral character. That's right. The actual evidence of your anointing is not how long you pray. It's not the tone of your prayer. It is not all those type of things. It is your character. In Galatians chapter 5, the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. Let's look at it. Is it this thing that I'm saying that some of you are crying on?
you know, in those days when you go to the, we used to pray in the, in the, in the forest, in the gardens, because Jesus prayed in Gethsemane. So we used to have gardens that we pray. When at the entrance of the garden, you know who's in the garden. Kaye. Kaye. That's okay. This one is here. This one is there. Kaba. 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 Then you know that that one is there. Galatians 5.22. By the fruit of the spirit. Now listen to this. He says that the fruit of the spirit you would have thought that that is what marks your level of anointing. What marks the level of your power. You would have thought that he is going to be talking about how long you pray or how many dead people you raise and all that. But the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such, there is no law. Which means that, why have you gone to bring this boy here? To the back. You see, some people just like to disturb my preaching. The way to do it is to bring the boy who is competing with me preaching here. To come and speak into my microphone. bless you with more. The day you start to preach, they'll bring ten babies, the noisy ones, they'll sit. And they'll be ringing bells. Yesterday, you, the last week, you're ringing a bell on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, let's get to business. I'm, I'm finished now. So it says that the real fruit of anointing is good character. Can you see it? Don't tell me you're anointed if your character is questionable. If you don't have good morals, don't tell me that you can raise the dead. Because do you, do you know something? The spirit has to control you first before it can do anything. How many know that if you have Anybody come to serve you uh, Coca-Cola or Sprite? How many know Sprite bottle? The bottle Sprite has a certain shape, isn't it? How many know the shape? How many know the, how Coca-Cola looks like? The shape, the original Coca-Cola, the glass bottle. Do you know the shape? Yeah. If somebody comes to serve you in a different shape, and they've on the top they've got Coca-Cola, would you drink it? Why? Because either it's fake or it's not real. It's an imitation. In the same way, before the anointing is poured inside anybody or anything, your shape has to be changed to conform the container of the anointing. Am I making sense? So if the container is not shaped it cannot carry the anointing. Hallelujah. If it is not shaped right, it will not carry it right. 
So if the person's character is questionable, question the anointing on them. Am I talking to somebody? Is somebody learning something? Yeah, question the anointing. You raise the dead and you have slept with half of the people in the church. Don't come here again. <laughs> Are you saying, oh, oh, there was a, a, a pastor. He was praying for people. And people were falling down. He was praying for people. He, if you touch me, I slap you. You touch me, I slap. And then somebody touched the slap. Yeah. You're doing anointing. You start slap, slapping people. No. I'll just pack my Bible and my books and I'm gone. you can't control yourself. You are angry. You are insulting. You're using vulgar language. And you say you are anointed. No. You are anointed with something but it's not the anointing. Hallelujah. How many are learning something? Remember uh, Timothy, 1 Timothy 3. If anyone wants to become a bishop, he desires a good thing. Yeah? Then it goes on to say that he has to be a bishop, must be blameless, not given to filthy lucre, husband of one wife, <laughs> self-controlled. <laughs> Are you seeing? Not that the bishop has a wife, a girlfriend, a concubine. Because you see, those things will eventually fight the anointing in you. The Bible says that when um, Solomon grew old, the women stole his heart away from God. Yeah. So the things that you don't deal with, that moral um, bankruptcy in your system that you don't deal with, it will make the anointing useless. The, the, the Bible says in, in Songs of Solomon, I think chapter 2, that dead flies, dead flies, make the anointing or the oil smell. Dead flies. So moral, immoral character is like dead flies. And it will make the oil, which is the anointing, stink. Put, put, put it there, let's see whether it's there. I think it's, it's chapter 2. Songs of Solomon chapter 2. Look for it. It says, dead flies make the oil of the apothecary smell. Have you found it? Find it for me. It makes the oil smell. So moral, immorality kills off any anointing that you may have. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Immorality kills the anointing quicker than anything. Hallelujah. I'm waiting for the verse. Have you found it? Ecclesiastes what? 
10 1. Dead flies. Putrefy the perfumous ointment. Okay. I think the one I was, I was looking at, Songs of Solomon, was that because of the oil, uh, oil, the maidens loved me. That's confusing that the dead flies. The perfumous ointment gives us a bad smell with dead flies. Why? Because dead, dead flies stands for moral bankruptcy. Immorality has a way of making your oil smell. I don't care how good a singer you are. You can sing and raise the dead. If you are hot-tempered, you know, the, 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 the keyboard player plays the wrong note. Then you stop and you insult the keyboard player. Before you continue singing, over time, you start to smell. When he sings, he smells. Are you understanding that? So if you want this, your ministry to be fulfilled, check your moral character, your moral bank. Amen. How many know your moral bank? Telling the truth. Speaking the truth. One to the other. Remember Pastor Glau was teaching us. If you are a, a, an anointed person, you can't speak the truth. Your anointing will smell. If you can't control your character, yourself, it will not work. If you have any issues, deal with them. Allow the Holy Spirit to work on you. To break all those things. Before you can, because the, the ministry, the ministry is a long term thing. Are you with me? So it's not like a hundred meter dash. It's a long distance race. And to fulfill it, you don't fulfill it at the beginning. You don't fulfill it in the middle. It is only at the end that you fulfill it. And for you to fulfill that to the end, then you've got to have all the right morals, the fruit of the spirit, to carry the spirit that you, you are carrying, or else you won't go far. Rise to your feet.